Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Our guest this week is one of the best-known actors in the country. He's been working for decades and appeared in films such as Vera Drake and The Illusionist and TV classics like Only Fools and Horses and Minder. He's most recently become a household name as Max in EastEnders. It is, of course, the marvellous Jake Wood. Welcome, Jake. Our first question to you is, who do you support and why? Gunners. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal, um, and, and why? Because I, I was brought up in Islington, so yeah, you're not going to support any other team, are you? Although, although my dad tried to get me to support Spurs, um, so I, I went down that road for a while, and I'm really embarrassed to admit it. I don't think I've even, I don't think I've ever told anyone this this story, the, the reality of how I came to to Arsenal. Everyone always just knows me as an Arsenal supporter, but but really the back the backstory is my dad's from Watford, so he was a, a, a Watford supporter when he was growing up then he moved to London and, and we lived in Islington but for some reason he picked he picked Spurs as his second team um, I'm going back sort of Glenn Hoddle Ozzy Ardiles Ricky Villa nice. Garth Crooks you, yeah. you're going back I think he was a big fan of the sort of the football they were playing back then sort of uh, you know in, in the early 80s he, he, he loved all that and, and yeah he tried to steer me that way so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit I had a, a poster of Glenn Hoddle on my wall when I was at when I, was, uh, when, I, when I was a kid um, and then sort of what happened is as I was growing up I was I, all of a sudden I sort of started to work it out hang on a minute I'm sort of I'm local to Arsenal all my mates support Arsenal mm. um, and yeah I sort of uh, you know I made the transition I don't think my, my dad was too too pleased about that but um, yeah I came over to the light side so uh, I'm, I'm happy I, uh, I'm happy I changed you did a good job Jake because as you say when you list that was that's a tough Tottenham side to drag yourself away from that is, yeah. I mean, you look back. There was, a, there was, a, they were playing beautiful football. And, yeah. and, and in fact, I look back now, like to Glenn Hoddle and the, the football that he played. Then it was unbelievable. He yeah. was, he was such a, a beautiful footballer. Like pinpoint passes over 50, 60 yards. The vision he had and all that. It was. Um, I don't think we've ever seen another player since you know that's that's comparable really in terms of in terms of 
you know, what he could do on the field. It was beautiful to watch. I could see why my dad was attracted to that and obviously attracted to that side at the time. And then you look at Arsenal, similar sort of times, Frank Stapleton, Brian Talbot, Graham Ricks, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? What are you it's saying? Like, oh, well, they're not really. They haven't, you know, they haven't got that Argentinian flair, have they? The, no. the, the, you know, the Ardiles, the Ricky Villas. And that, that was the first time, really, you know, foreign players were really coming over and making a mark. And they were big characters. And, and yeah, as you say, that team was a, was a great team. But I could see why he was attracted to them but obviously yeah I sort of uh, as I was growing up I was I was surrounded by Arsenal supporters it was where I lived that was my local team and all of a sudden I thought hang on a minute you know I should uh, I should support I should support Arsenal really I was born and bred there local so um, yeah so I, I came around did you um obviously I think that's quite a wise decision if all your mates and your schoolmates are supporting Arsenal you know it's 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 almost survival isn't it to say all right lads I'm I'm with you lots do you know yeah. it makes sense yeah. to me um can you remember the um, your memories of the first game you went to Jay yeah and again embarrassingly it was at White Hart Lane. Um, this isn't going well, Jake, for you at all. I've got to be brutally honest with you. And I've got to be honest, like this is, I, I, I've got, like this is pain. This is painful for me to even admit this, and I I've never said this publicly. Like so, it's. I feel like I'm getting something off my chest. You know what I mean by by doing it. Um, I don't remember exactly what game it was. I would imagine it would be around about 1980. I would have been about eight years old. Um, so I don't remember the game exactly, but I do remember the, the... All I remember, I've got this vivid, vivid memory of walking up the stairs, and I guess every kid must be the same, and it walking up the stairs, and you look out, and all of a sudden you see the turf, you see the, you see the yeah. pitch laid out before you, and it's just beautiful, beautiful green, big open space, you've got the crack, and it's just that moment is just is imprinted in my mind, and, and it, was, it was like the, about the theatre of it, really, the beauty of it, the theatre of it. I'd never seen anything like that before in my life, and uh, I'll always remember that moment. Sadly, it's at White Hart Lane, but, but um, you know, years to come down the, down, the la- down the road, I'll have loads of brilliant memories of, of standing in the, you know, the in the North Bank at the clock end and uh, you know that's I think really if I look back and sort of when I'm younger my formative years and the main memories I've got is definitely Arsenal you know were, were you a player Jake as well I mean you know if you when you think back do you remember the ball at your feet particularly as a kid yeah I wasn't mad uh, I wasn't a mad um, mad sort of um, no I wasn't one of those kids who sort of you know had the ball with them 24-7 oh. um, I was quite slept with it what, you know yeah, the, the works yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean you got these kids who sort of just walked around with the ball the ball was stuck to them wasn't it always yeah. a kid yeah. always had there was the kid who always had the ball never let the ball go isn't that's it? it and he always had yeah. snot coming out of his nose didn't he? Like... <laughs> he never it's, it's because he's probably kept going in and out of doors to kick the ball around and the temperature yeah, changed exactly he's always outdoors when he always rubbing the snot on his sleeve and all that you know the kid you know the one there's always one weren't there um, I was never I was never that kid but I was very fit I used to go out for some reason I, I really to this day I don't know why when I was quite young we had a, a a dog and he needed a lot of exercise this dog and I used to set my alarm for about six o'clock and get up and go running with this dog um I love this dog I know I sort of I'm an only child so the dog to me was like a brother it was like the only it's the only like my mate in the house so I had my mum and my dad and me so you know this dog was like you know he, he's my proper my, my best mate so so I used to get up really early and go running with him so for that reason I was really fit uh, I used to play at school and then there was some there was a sort of talk for a, a couple of months that I was going to have a, a, a trial for Arsenal which Ooh. I was very excited about and then that sort of slipped away it sort of didn't didn't really didn't really nothing nothing happened with it but I, I was very quick I was a very very fast runner um, and I was very fit 
So I suppose I suppose in that sense they would have they would have had a look at me and picked me out. Just you know I was I was up and down the pitch. I didn't stop running if I if I played football. Physical specimen. That's what. That's it. Yeah. A good, yeah. a good yeah. engine, as they say. Yeah, yes. probably, t- probably technically not the best, but I was uh, I was game and I was fit and I would, <laughs> uh, I, would I would get stuck in. I used to love playing absolutely, and I still do to this day. I'm yeah. 48 and I still play once a week. I play five a side with, with some of the dads from the school, and um, we're a lot slower now, obviously. Um, but I still love the game. I love the sport. I'll just, I'll, you know, always, always have done, always will do. I was going to ask you, Jake. I mean, you might say Glenn Hoddle, but who, <laughs> who was your favourite player as a kid? I would, I would, I think probably first one was probably Charlie Nicholas. Oh yeah. I like. I, now that was some glamour at Highbury. Though, it was. Yeah. Come it on. was, wasn't it? It was, fir- it was the first one really. When it to go there, where you felt, oh, you know, it's a big sign in Brass on that. Yeah, and he was sort of glamorous, wasn't he? And he had that that barnet, yeah. didn't he? He had that long hair and all that. And uh, <laughs> he, he did. And, and, when, and, and there was a. And I seem to. I think I saw it, or it's one of those ones that you end up thinking that you did it, but it might have been the story you've heard a million times that he had this enormous American white sports car that he was quite happy to turn up at football in. And I think he was he was famous for having this car. It what he he really embraced moving to London, didn't he? Yeah, he did, didn't he? He got out of Celtic and then he, he just went Gary, didn't he? He, he, lost, he lost he lost the plot, didn't he? But uh, but when I was a kid looking at him, it was someone like it was quite intriguing, wasn't it? He had yeah. the air, he was quite he was arrogant when he was flamboyant. Normally, sort of players around that time, they were sort of quite workmanlike and sort of like quite. They just got on with the job, didn't they? They weren't much sort of razzmatazz and flash about them. And he came down, and he was he was full of it, and it was uh yeah, it was quite intriguing. And he had a bit of skill as well, so uh, yeah, he was good. I used to like him on the on the pitch. I used to you know, I used to like his style. He scored a good few goals. Uh, he was a good player for us. And I like he, he's like one of my, one of those fellas of a certain age. He's had he's he's had tried to keep the haircut going for as long <laughs> as is humanly possible. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know, it, it's not there's not as much of it as there once was. It's a different colour, but yeah. he's he's hanging on in there. Yeah, we're well, setting yourself a high standard when when you set <laughs> like, when you go down the old, the old mullet. You, you know, it's like. Yeah, you're setting yourself. You're setting his goals high there, and you to carry that on. So yeah, good luck to him. <laughs> I mean, even had the nickname didn't he, Champagne Charlie? And also, what was interesting about Charlie Nicholas was that first trophy you'd won in a while, that League Cup, when yeah. you come back and beat. Nin- uh, 1987, was, wasn't it? Ah, that, yeah. that was really important, Jake. That was because that sort of set you on your way, really, didn't it? The, I think just the, the forerunner to the George Graham sort of era, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, and then a couple of years after that, obviously we we won the league, Michael Thomas. Yeah. So yeah, that was like I was probably 15 then, 14, 15. Um, so as I say, yeah, that was when I was starting to get into get into it and supporting Arsenal and starting to go to matches. Um, so uh, yeah, so all that was yeah quite quite important times, wasn't it for us as, as well, a do, club? Do you do you miss? I mean, I, I went there a few times. Do you miss Highbury? It was it was a fantastic ground to go to, wasn't it? It was just so different, wasn't it? And I know I sound like an old man, but literally you could wake up on the Saturday morning and, and go around your mate's house and, you know, watch a bit of telly or something. And you'd be sat there about half one and you go, should we go down the Arsenal? And you go, nah, yeah, shall we? Yeah, come on, let's go down there. You'd have five pound in your pocket and you would literally rock up, pay you a couple of quid or whatever. And you'd be, in, next thing you know, you'd be in the North Bank. You'd have all your mates who would, who would go to the same area so you knew exactly where they were going to go and stand. I miss all that. I mean, it was just such a innocent days, wasn't it? Really innocent days of just like waking up and think, oh, you know, now it's so, so corporate, isn't it? It's so corporate. I, I, you know, when we moved to the Emirates, I had a season ticket for about three or four years, and, and eventually I gave it up because because I, I was working so much and we, I had a young family uh, and I, I wasn't able to go to the to the games as much. And where I was sat was just full of people that had been offered tickets because they were they lived locally. 
Do you know what I mean? Hmm. It was like, um, yeah. I think when they built the stadium, they, they were under some obligation to offer so a certain percentage of the season tickets to just locals, local people. So I was sitting all the next to all these people, and I was like, gig is the next one. I was like, oh, how long have you been supporting Arsenal? He's like, Oh, I don't really. I just got offered this season ticket and I thought I'd come and have a look. I'm like, bloody hell, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I've, got, I've gone from the North Bank, like, you get all these nutters down there, like, diehards, like, absolute fanatical. I've, I've gone from that to this. I'm like, oh, hold up. I'm not sure about this. And the, the Emirates was very quiet for the first few seasons. It was mm-hmm. all, a bit, all a bit strange. So looking back, like, Highbury, yeah, I, I do miss that. I mean, there are certain elements you don't miss. Like, at half time, you get all the, the river of urine coming down. From the, from the top, I yeah. always I remember that. You had to sort of do the, the old jiggy jiggy to get out of the way, didn't no you? No like... holes in those shoes when you <laughs> yeah. went to football. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't miss all that. Um, I remember yeah, all the kids getting part like lovely memories of all the kids getting passed down over their heads to go to the front so they could so they could see. I was like two. Yeah. It wouldn't didn't happen to me because I was a bit a little bit older then, teenage years. But um, yeah, all the little kids would get passed over their heads and, and and all that. It was a lovely atmosphere. But just different times, isn't it? Different times. You, you've touched on there, you kind of the rituals when it was you were younger and Highbury, and, mm. and as, obviously you go and watch your team now. But do you have you tried to kind of create a new ritual if, as and when you do get to go to, to games at the new stadium? Not really. I mean, it's, it's very different now, isn't it? So I'm very lucky. I've got lots of friends who've got tickets there, and a lot of it is corporate and boxes and stuff like that. Right. So I always like to get there an hour before. There's always food. It's very, um, it's very civilized now, isn't it? And I, I've been lucky enough to get to the director's box a couple of times at Arsenal as well. And that's like, Ooh, that's, nice. that's yeah. like going to the best restaurant you've ever been to in your oh. life. And the food's just like food. Don't stop coming out. You have food before, food, food at half time, food, food at the end whistle. It's like a, you don't know what's going on. You've got lobster. I took my mate there. I'm not going to say his name. He's quite a well-known actor. And there was so much food. By the end of the day, he had he had his pockets full of biscuits. <laughs> you would feel obliged to, to take some back as a souvenir, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, we just don't want it to go to waste. It's so no, much don't. of the bloody stuff. Yeah, so I'm having steak. I'm having lobster. Like the game is almost like oh oh right oh no no we've got to go and watch a bit of football now. It's getting in the way. It's like lovely dinner I'm having. So it's very different, isn't it? But um, you know, I still enjoy taking my son. My son's 12 years old. Now he's he's obviously he's an Arsenal supporter. He didn't have any other choice. He did come to me when he was about six, and uh, you could see he was a little bit nervous about approaching me. And I think a few of his mates at school support Chelsea, and uh, and he and he he was open, trying to open this conversation up with me. And he's um, he said, Dad, can I talk to you a sec? I said, Yeah, go on. What is it? He said, um, How would you feel if I su- started to support Chelsea? And he could see, he was like, he could see in his eyes, he was like, he was trying to work out what my reaction was. And I, 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 to be fair, I didn't, I didn't bat an eyelid. I thought, no, it's fair enough. I said, I said, Buster, that's absolutely fine, mate. Absolutely. If you want to support Chelsea, mate, that's absolutely fine. It's absolutely your choice. You can see his little face all lit up. He's like, he's thinking, oh yeah, this, this, this conversation is going well. I said, but it's only one thing, one thing you'll have to do. And he went, what's that? And I said, you'll have to sleep in the garden. <laughs> So I left him with it. I left him with it for, for, I think, overnight. And I think the next day he came back to me. He went, Dad, I, I am going to support Arsenal. I thought, oh, yeah, that's it. Good boy, good boy. So all of that, you've got to nip it in the bud. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of these who's very liberal about, oh, you can support this, that, and the other. I've got friends who, who've got kids, like, and, and they support Man City and, uh, you know, and all, you know, they're Arsenal supporters. And I wouldn't have it. Not you in my house. You don't need that confusion in that no, house, do you? No, it's not right. So uh, I think you've, you've got your team. Your team's your team. Obviously, we don't live in Islington anymore but I think just you know let's 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 keep it on track you know let's, let's keep it in the family
that's skillfully played, Jake. I gotta say. <laughs> his finest performance ever. I mean, you know, EastEnders is all right. But you want to see him scare one of his own kids in yeah. supporting Arsenal? No, he just, yeah, he just, you could see that the, 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 you know, he was really pleased how the, the chat was going, and then obviously it didn't end well for him. But uh, <laughs> it's all right. Then he can make his own decision. You know, it was up to him at that point. So uh, yeah, he made the right choice. He, uh, he stuck with Arsenal. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jake, have you got um, uh, a favourite piece of memorabilia or a memento, say like a scarf or something like that? I have. I've, I've got. I've actually got a signed ball. Uh, from the Invincibles, uh, 2003-2004. I don't know what it's worth. I tried to find out recently. I couldn't really find out what it was worth. I don't think I would ever sell it, to be honest. Um, but that, to me, is what is one of the most precious uh, bits of memorabilia I've got. I don't. I'm not really a collector of, of of sorts. I'm not really. You know, I'm not one of these people that needs lots of stuff, and I don't collect programs or you know, or keep the shirts or anything like that. Um, but that ball in particular, I will never part with that. That will. I'll never. I'll never part with that's very special to me that explain to me because I'll, I'll never know as a West Ham fan um, <laughs> the experience of going on long unbeaten runs now well, do you go, you've got to go back some for that yeah. you, really but, but can you remember is, is there a point at the, when you when you're going I don't want to think about it and now I'm thinking about it too hard and now it's really important could could you feel the pressure sort of ratcheting yeah. up as the season went on. Yeah, and it became a bit unpleasant, to be honest, because, because the whole focus then became, oh, we've got to go the whole season unbeaten. And the, uh, yeah, it's just too much, isn't it? Come on. I mean, it would have been lovely to get to 50, wouldn't it? We got to 49 unbeaten. Um, 50 would have been such a lovely number to, to hit, wouldn't it? But I think almost once we lost that, you know, once that unbeaten run came to an end, it, you almost felt like, oh, can start enjoying the football again. True, you know it's, I mean? it must be a relief. Yeah, because it just built up and it built up and it built up, and um, it was amazing. But, but yeah, I mean, every game was just like, oh no, here we go. It was, it was uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. a great point, Jake, because obviously the the, the record you beat was Nottingham Forest from the mm. late seventies, and I knew some of the players who played in that. And it's exactly as you said. What happened was as they started getting into the, the late thirties, the forties of games they won, like yeah. Arsenal. Every other team became determined to stop it. So every game was a cup yeah. final. Yeah, it was. So every team was, yeah. was busting a gut to beat you. So it almost became twice as hard every game, didn't a- it? Absolutely right. Like Every every game was like a nail-biter, wasn't it? It was like ridiculous. Yeah. You'd be playing like these mid-table teams. You're like, oh, no, here we go. Do you know what I mean? It was, um, yeah, it was, it was really mad. And there was a certain point where it wasn't talked about. You know, you sort of, we were going like 20, 25, and, it, and no one, you know, it's weird that period of like, can we actually do this? Like, and, you know, before anyone started talking about it, public, no, no one sort of started talking about it. And then all of a sudden, it was all anyone was talking about. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird, that switch. Because initially, you thought, no, nah, it can't be done. And then in the back of your mind, you think, oh, yeah, maybe we could do this. But you didn't really share it, you know. You so that's the jinx part of the season, isn't yeah. it? It's when you think you're now going to curse it. it if that's you even it. acknowledge it. Yeah, you don't want to talk about yeah. it. You don't want to, it's like Fight Club, isn't it? You, you know, first, you don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, you don't talk about it, you know what I mean? So you've been with your mates and no one to be talking about it. You're like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know if anyone else is thinking this as well. Oh, it's lovely really weather weird. we've had this year, yeah. isn't it? Oh, where are you going on your holidays? Exactly. So it was a weird that little switch was weird because you didn't want to you didn't want to you didn't want to go there you know what I mean it was like you didn't want to jinx it as you said um very strange but like what an amazing achievement I mean will it be done again I don't I think it can be done again definitely I, I you know um it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough it was tough the first time um yeah. you know so uh and you said yeah Nottingham Forest done it didn't they when was that 
That was a, that was in the late seventies, late seventy nine, and then and then obviously Arsenal. So it is like you're right. It is a once in a generation thing almost. When the team goes on that kind of run and that kind of momentum. It was, a, it was so. an incredible, incredible achievement. I, I think, think so. Yeah. I mean, even you, you look at City, like their dominance. You you would have thought maybe last season the one before they maybe could have gone unbeat. You, yeah. You, you know, but there's always that one game you're going to slip up in. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it can be done again. You know. So, but I think you're right. I think it's one once in a generation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So talking about generations and, and new generations, who's your favourite player now, Jake? So, I mean, obviously you've got your Aubameyangs and your, your Lacazettes. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably quite obvious for us at the moment, aren't they, in terms of, in terms of that. I, I'm loving yeah. the young squad, the kids we've got. So Saka, um, M.L. Smith-Rowe, I'm a big fan of. Enketia, um, Genduzi I'm a big fan of. I'm really sad that he's out on loan. I hope, I hope he does come back. I hope we don't end up selling him to, is it Hertha Berlin? He's, yeah. he's out on. I, yeah. I, I really hope he comes back because I think he brings a certain energy and a bit of, you know, a bit of, uh, he's, he's full of he's full of beans, isn't he, that, that, that <laughs> kid. And, uh, you know, I, I think he just gave us something extra. So I hope he can sort it out of Arteta. You know, he's he's obviously hot-headed, but I don't mind that in a player. You know, he's, I think he had a full net when he grabbed that other guy around the neck, didn't he? And, and Arteta sort of, you know, got rid of him to teach him a lesson. But I don't mind seeing a bit of that. I don't mind seeing a bit of spite and a bit of passion in the player. And, you know, he's obviously got to calm it down a little bit. So, anyway, I hope he comes back. I think Arteta bit. might be looking for a little bit of a calmer period of time at the moment, isn't he? It's been a bit volatile for him, hasn't it? It has, it has. It's been, um, yeah. But as I say, I don't mind that. If you can manage that, and as long as he's not disrupting all the the dressing room and all that, I don't mind players yeah, like that. I think enough. that I think players like that give you an extra, they give you an extra push, and they keep everyone on their toes. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. But listen, just going back to the question, I yeah. think at the moment the, the most exciting for me, Kieran Tierney, and, and you know, and I can't believe we got him for twenty five million. That kid looks on fire. I think he's a dynamic player. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do great for us. And I think at the moment, yeah, he's the one I, I enjoy watching the most he's just he, he's just brilliant he's, he's a, a brilliant young player and uh, yeah I think he's, he's hopefully this, let's, you know let's hope he stays on track I think he'll do I think he'll do wonders for us and he's an unusual one if you look at the way the Arsenal's Arsenal the kind of like the character of Arsenal okay good, good young footballers brilliant buying in a bit of glamour from from Europe or from South America yeah we, we know that but then a kind of okay signing from north of the border that you don't think is going to be necessarily the the biggest deal, you know. Yeah. And and there he what and there he is as a talisman. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's weird, isn't it? The effect he's had like really quickly. Like in the space of a uh, of a year he's made a real mark. Like you look at Pepe. I mean 72 million. Yeah. Um he, you know, he needs to step up, and he's it's, it, for whatever reason, it's just not working out with, with Pepe. You know, for that money, you want goals. You want a, you want a lot of goals, don't you? For that for, for that money, and uh, as I said, yeah, Tierney, twenty five million looks an absolute steal. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here's a question for you now, Jay, because it's such an iconic hit. Um, what is your favorite? Have you got a favorite? Well, I, I think just, um, you know, looking back, probably the Nike, the Invincibles Nike kit. Yeah. I, I, I think just... Um, you know, if I'm looking back at being romantic, obviously, and had a good away kit as well. That um, that that was a that was a nice kit. It was with the O2, wasn't it? The O2 on the front. Yeah. Oh right, yes, of course. Um, so that was pretty good. I think the best away kit we've ever had was '91 to '93, which was. Do you remember the sort of chevrons, the blue chevron JVC on the yellow? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yellow, yeah, like yeah. the. Look like a bruised banana or something like that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I absolutely, I absolutely, I absolutely love that kit. And then I think probably the classic for what what I remember is the JVC, the red and white, simple 1980s, no mucking about, red shirt, white sleeves, white white shorts, and red socks. You know, no mucking about. That's it. Um, probably for me the most iconic. Just simple, really, really simple, beautiful. Yeah, job done there with mm. that one here. Now, yeah. now given the fact that. You know, we've got the confessional open, uh, as we heard a little bit earlier on. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting question. Best team, Jake, that's not yours? Well, the one I probably enjoy watching the most, and I think you play in the, the, a great spirit, uh, and I think that's probably 90% down to their manager, Jurgen Klopp. It's got to be Liverpool, isn't yeah, it? You know, right. I, I, I just think there's a, there's a real joy. They play with a real joy there and a real... It's just beautiful to watch, isn't it? You know, whether you support them or not, you can't... It's just a beautiful thing they're creating there with Klopp. And, you know, I think there was a chance Arsenal could have could have got him at some point. I really, I really, you know, you look at things in football that could have happened and, and, and you know, and, and, you know, if it had gone another way, he could be at Arsenal now. And I just, oh, I just, I, I really wish he was, you know what I mean? It's it's one of them, but... He couldn't have banged on about the Beatles then, though, Jake. And, <laughs> and, and, and life wouldn't have been so sweet for him, you Well, know? you know, he's, I don't know. He, I think he would have fitted right in at, at Arsenal, if, I, if I'm honest, you know. Um, he's just got such an eye for a player, isn't he, Klopp? And, and you could see what the, what he means to all the players. They'll run through brick walls for him. And they're just playing beautiful football. He's just got the balance of that team perfectly right. He's got There's no weaknesses, is there, in that team for, for me at the moment? And they just play with such freedom and flair. And, and, and you can see it just shines out of Klopp, doesn't he? His love for them. And, and it's, you know, he just backs them, doesn't he, 100%. And they know they can go out on the pitch and play with absolute freedom. And uh, it's just a joy, mate. Just for It's a celebration, isn't it, watching that team? I'm just like, is I, it, I, it I is... enjoy it. It is a great team to watch. I was just thinking about the music connection now, obviously, because he mentions the Beatles. With Arsenal, it could have been the Kinks, because the Davis brothers are Arsenal fans. They're Gooners, aren't they? Yeah, or Suggs from Madness. He's uh, or, 
He's oh, he's Chelsea. Oh, is he Chelsea? Chelsea? Is he? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We had him on. Yeah. We had him on the other oh, week. Oh, he's Chelsea. <laughs> I got that wrong. No, no. Oh, I've gone right off him now. <laughs> <laughs> Woods out the back, saying yeah. like it's all his madness yeah, records. Yeah, straight all after him. this conversation. <laughs> CDs all going out the window, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now here's the um, the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Yeah, go uh, on. we're going to go through your your best eleven, Jig. So it's the your favourite or your best ever eleven players ever to have worn the famous shirt of Arsenal. Mm. Now listen, I, goals. I, yeah. I didn't really struggle with this. I think the best team of of Arsenal almost picks itself. Now okay. I don't know whether you, I don't know whether you can say the same of other teams. You look, you know, but for me, it's 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 quite clear. So where where do you want to start? Goal keep. Starting goal. Well, it's got to be Seaman, isn't it? David Seaman. Okay. <laughs> okay. David Seaman. If only, if only for that save from Paul Pesci-Solido. Pesci Solido. Pesci Solido. That's yeah. it. Sheffield United. In the yeah. 2002-2003 FA Cup semi-final at Old Trafford, I was there at that game, and if only just for that save, he deserves to be in that team because uh, I saw that save live, and it was like it was like something out of the Matrix. You just, <laughs> you just. I, I remember looking at my like seeing the save, thinking, no, no, that, that that ain't just happened. Looking at my mate, and he had the same look in his eye, like what the hell just happened there. And uh, and then going back and watching it on, you know, and then we drove back to drove back to London after we got the win, and uh, and and watching it on the TV, and it was the same reaction. You just got, if you've never seen that save, go and go and Google that save. I mean, it's just uh, it's unbelievable. It's one of the greatest saves of it. Uh, it's got to be one of the greatest saves ever, isn't it? Um, yeah. And, and, and Seaman was just brilliant. He was just. Uh, Really solid pair of hands when he just really great keeper. Big man, great goalie, yeah. definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah, great goalkeeper, great goalkeeper. Are you a back four kind of guy, Jake? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going four four two. Go on. Yeah. So obviously we've got Tony Adams. Yes. Uh, yeah. Brave, rugged, physical, great leader. He's up there, and then you can't have Adams without Martin Keown. Martin Keown's got to be next to him, isn't he? Uh, yeah. You, you know, he's. Uh, I think those two come together. They were just. They were so similar, weren't they? In 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 a lot of ways, um, just ah, oh, just beasts of men, weren't they? They were just like leaders. They were leaders. Weren't yeah, they? proper leaders. And you could just see that the, you know, opposition forwards were just ah, oh, they were so intimidated. It was ridiculous. They just, you know, you didn't get nowhere near them. You and know, no what one mean? was getting five minutes off in that Arsenal team when those two men were there. Whether that no. just it, it was not happening. No. Yeah. They were just they were fully committed, weren't they? That's what you knew going into a game with those two at the back. They were going to be fully committed, weren't they? They were going to be fighting for every ball, every header, every you know, every tackle. You're going to have a rough afternoon, weren't you? You're going to be full yeah. of full of bruises when you come off that, that that field. It's not going to be it's not going to be fun. It was beautiful to watch. They 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 just shut teams out from you know. It used to be one nil to the Arsenal, wasn't it? And you know and you knew why because they was like a brick wall. Beautiful. True. True. Yep. So fullbacks. So we're going Ashley Cole. Oh well. Ashley Cole left back. He he, he gets in a lot of our teams. He's, he he's seen by many as, he, yeah. as one of the best of a generation. I, I know. Think. I know. Emotionally, I shouldn't really be picking him because you know. I think. I think still Arsenal fans have got a, a, a tricky sort of relationship sure. with him because of what happened, and he went to he went to Chelsea, and you know what I mean. He was arguing about a couple of quid here and there, and at the time, it, I, it felt a lot. We felt a lot of bitterness towards him. I think you know, rightly or wrongly. But 
you look at him, just plainly look at him as a footballer and what he'd done for us. He was with us, I think, seven years. Um, and he was just ugh, just a great foot. I wish he'd stayed. He was just, he was great. He was like, he was like the most brilliant defender who loved to attack. He, he, he was just up and down that wing and he was just, again, a little terrier, little terrier, wasn't he? And just someone you'd love to have on your side. Too right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then on the right, we're going to go Hector Bellerin. You know, I think Ooh. not. Not. Okay. I don't think. I think he's lost something, Bellerin. He don't like to cross the ball anymore, does he? What's, what's going on with him? I think if I was Arteta, I'd say just bloody hit the ball into the box. What's the <laughs> matter with you? He likes all these little <laughs> little tippy tappy. You know, he's sort of he, he, he'll get the ball and he'll just want to lay it off. It's like oh come on, like, 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 with the pace of him. But you go back to to peak Bellerin and the pace he had. He's I think he's the fastest footballer ever in the history of the sport. He's he was lightning. Uh, and again, he just goes. He works his socks off for the team. He's up and down there. He's up and down there. And uh, yeah, just uh, for me, exciting and and beautiful to watch. And but... he's had more fancy haircuts than Charlie Nicholas has had hot dinners. <laughs> and I was looking at him last night. And he's just got a, like short back and sides. I'm like, what's happened? What's happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, why have you gone down that route now? What's going? You know, it's a lot of. Uh, yeah, I liked him better more when he had the old. Maybe that's what's gone wrong with him. Maybe that's what's gone wrong with him. Like Samson. He? Yeah, he had the, the old dodgy barnets, didn't he? And he was like flying, and now he's short back and sides, man. That's it, done. Too ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> right, midfield. So, midfield, we're going, of course, Patrick Vieira. Right, uh, and yes, then, of course, yes. we're going with his fellow compatriot, Emmanuel Petit. Yeah. Uh, you, know, yeah. I, you know, a lot of my time growing up was watching those two. Man, what can you say about them? They they powerful, tenacious, aggressive, um, just uh, again, just powerhouses, powerhouses. You know, you sort of look at the team now and you think, oh, well, I wish we had a Vieira now. You think, well, where'd you find them? Mm. You know, these these players come along once, uh, you know, as we said earlier, once in a generation. Those uh, Vieira, well, you ain't gonna find another Vieira. You, you know that is, and and to watch him for all of that period, the whole, you know, ninety six to two thousand and five, he was he was with us, and to 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 be privileged enough to be at the Arsenal to watch to watch him play, and and and, and you know, we had the best of him. It was it was oh, I don't know what to say about the man. I love the man. You know what I mean? It's well, uh, they were um, they were a World Cup winning. Do it, wouldn't they? That's the thing. They won yeah. World Cups together, them two. That says it all, doesn't it? You know what I mean, Jake? Exactly. They they were with each other, winning trophies, and everything up. Um, as you say, yeah, you know, they they won the World Cup together. You can't say any more than that, can you? That would uh, decent. Yeah. And how great how great is that? They go and win the World Cup, and then they're back at you know, and then they're back at Ibury yeah. the next week. You think, yeah, I'm having a love a bit of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so happy days. And then on the left, I you know, I nearly went. Perez, um, you know, you can make a good argument for for Robert Perez, Van Persie maybe, but I'll go and mark over Mars again. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I got the best of him. He was two footed. He could play play on either wing. He had speed. He had vision. He used to cross the ball lovely. He used to just nick it past players and just. He was it, unplayable. He for was a unplayable. Of he was. I think Gary Neville said it was the best player he ever played against. You know, and Gary Neville's half decent, and he said he must know. He must know. Yeah. You mm. know, over Mars was. A, he was, he was, he was terrifying. He, he, no, you could know when he opened up and went full pelt. He just couldn't catch him. He just couldn't catch the fellow. And he was just, uh, not only that, but he just, he, he just had that vision. You know, he just would lay it off. He just used to link up with players. Beautiful. He's a lovely cross. He was just a beautiful footballer to watch. He used to glide. He used to glide. I used to love watching him. Yeah. And then on the right, we're going Dennis Bergkamp. We can't go anything but, you know, um, one of the best footballers I've ever, I've ever seen. One um, of the best imports, I think. 
Uh, yeah, surely up there, isn't he? Uh, yeah. You know, in the into the Premier League. I think so. Um, Three hundred and fifteen appearances for us. Eighty-seven goals. It was just everything with him. It was his first touch. It was his. It was his. It was his vision. As I said about over. It was just. He was like two or three steps ahead of everyone else on that pitch. He mm. could just see what was going to happen before it happened. And, and as soon as he got the ball, it was just, oh, yeah, what's he going to do? And it was um, just a delight, absolute delight to watch him. Just a genius. Class absolute act. genius. Class yeah. Act. yeah, so he'll be, he'll be all right on the right. We'll, yeah, he'll be all we'll right. Yeah. <laughs> he'll get by. So, yeah, he'll be all right. <laughs> And then, uh, and then we've got two up front. So obviously we're going for the, uh, uh, the the greatest footballer we've ever had. I think Thierry Henry, you know, our number one goal scorer. Um, yeah. Pace, composure, used to terrorise defenders. Uh, used to, you know, be pretty decent at free kicks. Used to take all our penalties. He used to. He's the only player actually that I, I've ever seen play that would get as soon as he got the ball, you knew he was going to score. Hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I don't, I haven't had that many, but you knew consistently with with Cherry. It was just he would just get, he would cut, he would go from the left, he would just cut in, and you got in about two two seconds before the ball was in the back of the net. You go, this is a goal. Yeah. And you just knew, you just knew, and everyone in the stadium knew. It was like you were so relaxed watching him. It's you because did. he could score from anywhere. Yeah, and it was his composure. Like yeah. you, you know, some players you watch and you like you get nervous when they get the ball because you're not sure whether they're gonna, you, they, you know, you're not you're not sure for them sort of thing. You know, they they, they unsettle you a little bit, even if they score. You're like, oh, 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 that went all right, didn't it? You know what I mean? But <laughs> but but they don't they don't ever you never actually like relax into him. Like Henri for me is the most relaxed player I've ever. Like I would never worry about him sticking it in the back of the net. You just think, ah, that's a goal. And he, he, he would just whip along and stick it in the back of the net, and it was just there, there was there's something absolutely magical about that. I've never I've never really experienced anything like that since. Where, but not only me, but like the whole stadium just knew, and there was just a feeling in that. Right here we go, and I think everyone in the you know all the other players probably knew it, all the other defenders knew it. Oh, here we go. I've it's got to say, and if, if the opposition fans going, oh no, yeah, everyone. Was, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot, when he got the ball deep yeah. from those wide positions, and yeah. You just got the sense that yeah. no one else knew what he was going to do, but he did. Absolutely, yeah. And it was a beautiful thing. Like the only thing, I've, the only time I've had that as well with opposition is when we used to play Chelsea and they had Didier Drogba, and he used to terrorise us. I think, <laughs> he used to, I think he scored the most goals in that derby of all time. He, 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 you just knew he was going to score a goal, and it was a horrible sinking feeling. But I would imagine being a Chelsea supporter, beautiful feeling. Yeah, you, too you, right. <laughs> yeah, you know they're going to get a goal. Of course, he's going to. He, he loves playing against Arsenal. He's going to smash. We used to know. Oh, here he comes. You know what I mean? He's going, <laughs> he's going to get a goal. It's a horrible feeling. But when you've got a player like that on your side, as we did with Henri, oh, it's no better fit. It's just, it just, it just makes you so happy. You know what I mean? It's like. Uh, you just feel you just feel full of life. You just like yeah. you feel like you feel bulletproof, didn't you? It's like oh yeah, we've got Henri. You know, it's like yeah, it was just it was lovely, beautiful, beautiful memories. Listen, what this was is his partner, yeah. Ian Wright, it's got to be in it. Nice. He's gone for Ray D, good lad, yeah. Uh, just just for the just for the banter, in it, you know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, you need you need the six yard line tapping, <laughs> yeah. merchant, don't you? Yeah, so, yeah. Come on. And Ian Wright, you know, he came from non-league football, yeah. just a great character. He'd come up the hard way, hadn't he? And, and loved to play. You could just see this joy. And 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 he had a way of not only like enthusiastic, getting the team enthusiastic and, and up and playing. He had a way of doing it in the whole stadium. 
That's that's a great combination. He's done quite well with his um, with his media career, Ian Wright. Since I wanted to touch on this with you as well, Jake, because mm. you've had a fantastic career. I mean, not just you've acted in some of the most famous TV shows of the last 20, 30 years. Things like you know you've popped up in Only Fools and Horses, Red Dwarf, all sorts. Also, you know, a, a film career. You've acted opposite Edward Norton. You've been in Mike Lee films, and now a household name in, in the East End as much loved as Max. Mm. Did you ever imagine you'd have such a stellar career when you first started? Not. At all. I've been very lucky. Like I, I started working professionally at the age of 10 um, I, yeah. went, I went to a, a drama club in Islington and, and, and got uh, got a job there got a, a, a job on TV after a few months it was pure luck really and and because of the experiences I had and the people that I met like I worked with Al Pacino when I was like 13 or 14 and wow. um, I was just having these mad experiences traveling the world and you know out in LA and, and doing movies out in Spain for four months I, I was just kind of like all I was was a working class kid from Islington we grew up yeah. in a family with no money we lived in the council flat um, and then all of a sudden I'm sort of like sitting in LA in Hollywood I'm thinking how the bloody hell is this happening <laughs> uh, so um, so so I, I really kind of for me it was like I wanted I wanted those experiences over and over again I wanted the travel I wanted to meet all these interesting people you know and then you got a bit of pocket money as well that always that always helped but for me it was more just yeah I just I, I got I got to do some amazing things meet some amazing people and I just wanted more of it you know I, f- I fell in love with it so as you say yeah I went on to work on some incredible things over the years um, David Jason I did Minder with George Cole he was absolute yeah. absolute oh, gentle, gentleman to me yeah beautiful man um yes i've just had a really weird sort of uh you know long career i'm 48 now so i guess i've been working professionally 38 years i've been doing eastenders now 15 years uh, which i've just left after 15 years and uh i'm sort of excited to see what's next you know sort of um yeah yeah you know bring it on it's all it's always so diverse like acting you never know what's around the corner and i think sometimes that's one of the worst things and one of the best things um so you know you just got to sort of roll with it but as you say i've been extremely lucky and, and had some great experiences and did i ever think it'd work out like that no not at all not at all no, you've just... done you've done fantastic man oh, Absolutely thank you thank you now here's the question for you who's going to manage this team Listen, you don't even have to ask the question. You know, well, the, you don't know those, the answer to this. Huh? There are people amongst your lot who choose yeah. to rewrite history somewhat. What, what, you know. what are we going to say? Bruce Rioch or you know, <laughs> Fred, <laughs> Freddie Youngberg? Or what's, what's, you know what I mean? What's, what, uh, there's no other answer for Arsenal. You know, uh, listen, it's Arsene Wenger, isn't it? You know, 20, 22 years of service. I know, I know the last few years weren't the best and people probably look back and, 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 and you know, maybe that has tarnished the memory of what of what a great great you know man he was for the club but for me you just have to go back and look at the facts and the figures and what he'd done for us and the the, the you know he got us from Highbury to Emirates that was a huge undertaking I don't think we really appreciated at the time how complicated that was and and and, and impactful actually on on the team and what he what he couldn't couldn't do his hands were tied for for years and years and years and we ticked over you know what I mean we we we'd done all right and he got us through all that and 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 I think for him it was like he wanted to build he wanted to give us something for the future and he's done that He's absolutely done that. He's 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 an amazing man, amazing manager, um, and he uh, and for me, he sort of transformed the sport. You know, from from you look at you look at Tony Adams. Yeah. He he totally changed his career overnight, almost. You know, with a drinking and all. I remember going to Arsenal um, years and years ago um, when Wenger sort of had just been around a couple of years and and went into the director's box. 
and uh, and wanted a drink after. And he said, no, you can't have a drink. There's no drink. There's no drink. All the bars are shut. Um, Wenger and uh, Adams have decided there's no alcohol anywhere on the premises. So I was like, oh, well, that's a bit, well, that's a bit extreme, isn't it? But obviously, you could see the, you could see the effects it was having on the team. All of a sudden, you know, they weren't doing that. They weren't refueling in that way. They were eating differently, probably uh, training in a different way, using different methods. Um, and I don't, not many people were doing that in this country before Wenger. Not that I can remember. Not, not in the the most impactful way that that he did it. And for me, he's, he's changed the face of football in this country for it forever. I think that's um, fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, and he I just, and I, and I think he's just on his. You know, when he was peak Wenger. Ah, uh, he's just—he was just—he was very, very clever, like tact, you know, tactic-wise, and I think man management-wise, very good. Didn't always get it right, but you know, I think generally, um, players always had, had a lot, a lot of respect for him, didn't they? And um, yeah, for me, I just, I, 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 you know, I look at Arsenal. I can't think of any other manager for, that I'd rather have for just, my, for my. Just top in 11. the end, Jake, like so in the, it's like. It was like leaving the. It was right a proper leaving the square moment. I, it, you know, it, what would it have been the mini cab? Do you think? Or it, it was the, the, just that ending was so sad, and just like yeah. watching like watching a great face from Albert Square, yeah. going off into the sunset was watching Wenger go. Yeah, it was. It was hard. It was. I could understand it at the time because if you're in Wenger's position at that time, you've been at that club probably 17, 18 years and you've sort of transformed it and you've had amazing times and all of a sudden you're at the Emirates, when do you make the decision to go? And I think Arsenal fans, we can all understand that. Mm. It's not going to be an easy decision and no one's going to sack him. No one's going to sack him at that club. Like You know you know what I mean? We knew, we knew that. The board, I think they'd come out and said, we ain't going to sack him. Yeah. It's got to be his choice. So uh, I totally understand. It's like it's such a difficult... How do you be objective about that? You can't because he put he puts he's one of them geezers that puts everything into something, and he? he's like you know I heard a story that um you know when he when he goes home he watches about two or three games from all around the world like every day he watches something from Japan he'll stay up all night and he'll watch the French league and watches he's like all over it he's like you know he's like a mad professor isn't he he's yes. like, he, he lives and <laughs> breathes it he's not he's not going home and sort of forgetting about it he's going home and if he's lost he's having he's, he's going through his head all night and he ain't sleeping and all that he's one of them geezers isn't he he's, and that's what we loved about him he was just fully in he was fully fully committed and the players loved that about him he was just he was just fully in so so how does someone like that make the decision then to walk away from what has probably yeah, been the, the biggest project of his life and i think at the end it became it became too obvious. He, he, he couldn't ignore the facts, you know. And I, uh, yeah, and it was sad. It was sad. It, it was sort of, it was kind of just petered out, didn't it? It was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. Um, well, I, well, I, th- I think, I think we can say. I'm, I've actually written this down. We're going to say. I think you summed it up perfectly, Jake. Peak, peak Wenger is your manager. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, peak, peak Wenger. Yeah, not the Wenger, you know, that should have gone three or four years earlier. You know, I was certainly in that camp as well. I think he should have probably gone before he did because, I, you know, I was fearing for his legacy in some respects. But I think now we've had, you know, a couple of years without him. Uh, and I think, you know, Arteta's doing a great job and I think the team's moving in the right direction. But all of a sudden now you're looking back, you think, bloody hell, Wenger had it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Bring back Wenger. Bring him back. You know, it's like, oh, you know. the campaign starts yeah, here. Yeah, bring him back. It's like, it's like be careful what you wish for, isn't it? True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and I think the longer it goes on now, you know, you will realise what a good thing we had. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I think the, the longer period we have away from him, I think we'll look back and I think he'll get that glow back. I think, you know, I think he's got it already for me anyway. But I think if there was any 
downside of his legacy and all that. People have bad. I think the longer it goes on, you'll look back with rose tinted. Now you'll be like, oh, let's get him back. You know what I mean? In fact, some people are making the argument to get him back to give Arteta a bit of advice. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that would be the best way forward. Personally, I think we, you know, I think got to let Arteta sort of, you know, make his own, you know, make forge his own way. Sure. Um, but you know. But who's to say, you know, who's to say whether he wouldn't come in and, and transform that team again? And, and uh, you know, oh, you know, no, it's not going to happen. But look, I'm getting I'm getting teary eyed just thinking about it. And that's, that's how much uh, that's how much it means to me. And I, I've just I've just read his book, actually, Wenger's, Wenger's autobiography. And, and for an Arsenal fan, it just gives you such an insight into his head and all that. And the one thing you, you do realise that you come away from reading the book, uh, thinking or realising is how much he loves the club and how much he's committed his life. Says to the, it to this day to as well, doesn't it? Yeah, Very absolutely. True. Like you know, what I mean, if you if you want someone there to uh, to champion your club and to do everything they can for for your club, Veng was the man. So uh, I've got no doubt that he'd be the uh, manager of my top eleven. So there you go. Arsene Wenger, an Arsenal man through and through. Jake Wood, also an Arsenal man through and through. Thank you very much for joining Cheers, us. Cheers, Jake. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 